This is the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Yes, Supernaturalist Ministries. We established it back in 2013 with a vision to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And then we launched the podcast, and the podcast became an excuse to have uh, conversations with fascinating individuals who were literally doing this stuff across spheres, across industries. It wasn't necessarily just involving um, church environments with literal platforms and microphones, but any person that is bringing the kingdom of God to the earth through their daily creative contribution, we wanted to have these conversations with them. And we had one of the slowest, smallest starts that a ministry has ever had in the history of ministry worldwide. But the Bible says not to despise those things. And now we're definitely enjoying the fresh momentum that we're seeing on this podcast and YouTube channel. Now, 2019, we began to partner with our good friend, Charlie Champ. Charlie's already traveling the the grove. The grope. He's already traveling the globe, having incredible conversations with world changers. And now Charlie is recording these conversations and sharing uh, what he's learning and his and these recordings on this platform, which that was the original vision of this joint, was not just to have the heralding of, of, of one man, <laughs> but to have a place where all kinds of like-hearted uh, individuals can connect and can really share what they're learning. And now we're seeing the fulfillment of that vision this year and super excited to see where this thing goes in the days ahead. Now, today, Charlie sits down with our good friend, Kevin Bascone, and they have all kinds, of, they, they just begin to conversate and chat about all kinds of, including the significance and the legacy of Moravian Falls. And we're super excited about Charlie and Bryn Champ and Destiny Encounters and their transition to Moravian Falls and the and the prophetic significance of that transition and um, and just everything that, that, that the Lord is doing there in that region. And um, uh, it, so the, they dive into that. Um, but just want to take a quick second to remind you that when this conversation is over, that you dive into the show notes because there at the show notes, you're going to find links to connect with uh, Charlie Champ, to connect with Kevin Bisconi. Their website details are there. Their social media links are there, as well as links to be able to get um, some of their most recent resources, including Charlie Champ's most recent book, Mystical Prayer, and several of Kevin Bisconi's most recent prophetic works, okay? Uh, when I say prophetic works, I'm talking about his most recent books. <laughs> Kevin Bisconi's most recent prophetic scrolls. Okay, links are there to purchase those. And so again, uh, enjoy this conversation, dive into the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And um, I think that's it. So without any further distra- distraction, Let's dive into this awesome conversation between Charlie Champ and Kevin Bisconi right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> We've been created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. What? My friend, Kevin Bisconi. What a privilege it is to have Charlie call me a friend. Good to see you, my friend. Here we are, man. Moravian Falls. Moravian Falls, North Carolina, right here at the worship room of the Equipping Center. This is amazing. It is amazing. To be able to get together and to do this today. On 
April 19th, 2019. Double 19. Two 19s. Two 19s. So here we are, man. Yes. So how's it been going? Good. You know, God is so good. And uh, like many people in the body of Christ, I've been going through a season of uh, pressing trials, things like that. But I just have to trust God and know that he's faithful and we're coming out, right? And I recently had a, a prophetic word uh, that's uh, available on our webpage about breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. I just found out yesterday, Charlie, that there's a new movie out, Christian movie, which Steph Curry helped to finance called Breakthrough. And wow. I, be, I believe that many people in the body of Christ that have been going through a difficult season are going to break through financially, break through spiritually, break through for that whole self, family, salvation. I'm just believing for breakthroughs. Come on. Yeah. Now, do you feel like it's a season of like shifting? Do you feel like a season yes. of transition, season of a new beginnings in a sense? Like, what, what are you? What are you feeling like? Absolutely. The Lord, I've been here in Moravian Falls uh, praying for the last couple of days, and I just have so many wonderful encounters with Jesus here. And the Lord began to speak to me about just what you're talking about, uh, renaissance. And the Lord spoke to me that there's going to be a renaissance that's going to happen here in Moravian Falls. And it's Isaiah 43, 19. God is going to do a new thing here, and he's going to bring a whole new crop, if you will, a whole new plethora of young fiery people to Moravian Falls that might not necessarily have been a past of what God been a part of what God's done in the past couple of decades although what God did here was amazing and I'm not necessarily talking about the Moravians back right. in the 1700s right. but I'm talking about earlier history with some of the prophets uh, most notably Bob Jones who by the way February 14 2014 he uh, was buried like a seed buried in the ground and uh was planted here in Boomer near Moravian Falls, uh, near the Morningstar Church there. And, uh, you know, the Lord spoke to me very clearly that he was like a seed. You know, Jesus spoke about that. He said that when a seed goes into a ground, it bears much fruit. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're stepping into the season mm-hmm. when God's going to raise up a lot of seers like Bob Jones wow. from young people. But he's going to need, uh, he's gonna need <coughs> more people like you, Charlie, to father them. Mm. And I believe you're going to be a really important part of what I'm calling a renaissance of Moravian Falls. And there are going to be a lot of new people coming here seeking Jesus. Not seeking an encounter, not seeking his hand, but seeking his face. And and God's going to visit them. And it's just going to be amazing. And I'm so full right now uh, of what God's been doing just in the last 48 hours. It's a 419. Can I talk about this for a minute? Yeah, let's do it, man. Okay. 419, April 19th, 2019. And uh, this morning, I like to put on soaking uh, scriptures. And so I was soaking to the scriptures last night. I started in John chapter 12 and just let the scriptures play on an audio Bible as I meditated upon the Lord here in my prayer room in Moravian Falls. And uh, it was just glorious. And I wanted to to focus in on Jesus' teaching in the book of John about love and right. about the Holy Spirit. And that John is a great book for that, right. especially chapters 12 through 15, but, and prayer as well. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as I was resting in the Lord this morning, I woke up and the scripture that was being repeated was Acts 4.19. Let me share that scripture with you, Lord will. And I've got my iPhone here. It's smarter than I am. Um, this is a scripture that God spoke to me many years ago. It was in Mwanza, Tanzania in 2002. And that 
started the trajectory of our ministry, King okay. of Glory Ministries right. International, and God's opened up the door for me to speak about the seer anointing all over the world, which is neither here nor there. I give God glory. But Acts 4.19, today is April 19th, 4.19, 2019. Right. 19, by the way, uh, talks about God's perfect order. Mm. And I believe God is bringing perfect order to the church. Listen to me now, I'm going to say something. Say it. God is going to bring perfect order to the prophetic movement. Really? He's been doing it since 2004, but we're starting to see the culmination of it where he's going to raise up a whole new crop of prophets, mm. young, fiery evangelists. But Acts 4.19, this is Peter and John in front of the Sanhedrin who could have well crucified them. It says, Peter speaking said, Peter and John speaking says, you judge for yourself whether it is right to obey God or man. Right. But as for us, verse 20, we cannot but speak of the things we have seen and heard. Now, I had a visitation of the Lord in 2002 in Tanzania, and God began to speak to me about the seer anointing. I said, Jesus, I don't know what that is. Let me just stop here for a second. When I say visitation, I don't mean like I had a dream or something. I mean like Jesus stepped into the room, mm. like full-on, face-to-face. So you encounter. would say that that would have been like an open vision that you had? No, I'm talking about visitation. Like an, it, it, it was not an open vision. Oh, so you're saying Jesus stepped into the this room. This would have been um, an epiphany or a... Yes. Uh, or a an appearance of Jesus appearance Christ for those Jesus, that, that yes. don't understand like theological By the terms. way, it's Passover starts today. Praise God for all of you who are celebrating Seder dinner, Passover. Praise God Jesus is risen. Amen. Luke 24. Come on. But yes, he is alive. He is risen. I'm a witness of it. Uh, and I've been a witness of it. And so Jesus walked right into he the room. He stepped into the room, yes. So it would be like a theophany. A theophany, exactly. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I know that's hard for some people to receive, but he still visits people today. Right. Uh, where we are here in Moravian Falls, there's a, a wonderful man of God named Bobby Connors that lives up on the mountain there. Uh, and uh, uh, he, he's, I think, moved on to Texas, but he's still here time to time. But he used to always wait for Jesus on the Day of Atonement. Let me get back to Acts 4.19 and, and the God's perfection. But I was at my cabin down here, and I thought, well, you know, Jesus, if you're going up there to visit Bobby, would you mind stopping at my house on the way up the hill, right? right and right. guess what? He did it three years in a row. Wow. He came and visited me. Wow. But, so he still visits people, and God, the Lord Jesus Christ, wants to visit some fiery young people. Mm. Because when you look into the eyes of Jesus, you cannot be the same. Yeah, that's true. The eyes of Jesus are the most beautiful pools of love in the universe. That's it. Yep. And one gaze, beholding the gaze of Jesus for one instant can change your whole life. And that's what happened to me. So in Tanzania, the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, Kevin, I want you to study the seers of old. And I said, Jesus, I don't know what a seer is. This is in 2002. I don't know what a seer is. I don't know how to do that. And he said, I want you to read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 9. Mm. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke this way because they couldn't go directly to God so they went to the prophets mm -hmm. see we're talking prophets here right because formerly in Israel those who were called a prophets are now called a seer mm -hmm. so there are types of men who carry an anointing for the seer operation right James Gall James Maloney Dr. James Gall Dr. James Maloney and others hallelujah oh. and God's raising up a lot more but the seer anointing is very important Bob Jones who we we're speaking of earlier was a seer one of the primary seers and uh, when he was planted in the earth, his seed, his earth suit, his body is going to bear much fruit. It's not just going to be a person or a few people right. that he laid hands on or prophesied over that are going to carry that mantle. It's going to be a whole generation, right. Charlie, right. generation of people so, like you. So let me, let, me, uh, let me pull back for a minute okay. here for a second. Let's do it. 
we're, we're in Moravian Falls. A lot of, there may be some people that are listening and, and watching, would watch this uh, broadcast and say, I don't know a lot about ah, Moravian Falls. I don't sure. know the prophetic history. Right. I don't know about, you know, because we, we, we're probably going to talk about open heavens here, sure. all this stuff. But can you just give the history that you know about? I mean, in a short, a little bit, yeah. just kind of explain to people, maybe a even a millennial might be listening sure. to this and say, I don't even know anything about this place called Moravian mm -hmm. Falls that Charlie and Kevin are talking about today. Sure, sure. Well, I've only lived here for about a dozen years. Mm -hmm. So I have a little insight. I own dirt here. Well, at least I used to until today, 419, mm -hmm. which we'll get to that later. But uh, the Moravians were sent as missionaries from Herrenhut, Germany, and they came from New York down through Pennsylvania, and we're talking in the 1700s. Right. They eventually bought a lot of land here in the North Carolina area. In fact, Winston-Salem was founded by the Moravians. Mm -hmm. But they also came into this area, which at that time was one of the, it was the second largest Cherokee Indian population in the East Coast. And of course, the Cherokee Indians were in Tennessee and North Carolina. And so they proselytized the Indians. And what happened was the Indians got filled with the Holy Spirit, a group of about 340 of them estimated, according to my research, and they moved up on the mountain here. And so they, mm. were, they were ostracized three times, first by their tribe, then by the Moravians, because the president passed the Indian Re Reclamation Act after the Civil War, and they were marched from here to Georgia and then on the Trail of Tears. Before they left, they were decades on top of the mountain here in Moravian Falls. The Prayer Mountain, then? Not the Prayer Mountain, the next mountain over. Oh, okay. Yeah, next mountain over. Okay. It's called, well, we won't tell what it's called because people might go up there and do stuff, but uh, Apple Hill, but the one over from Apple Hill. And I can take you up there. Uh, there used to be about 100 regular stick-built homes like uh, Caucasian Americans lived in because they tried to get the Indians to become Americanized. Mm. So these Indians received Christianity. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. They were ostracized not only by their tribe, wow. then they were ostracized by the Moravians. I believe that it was the prayers of the Cherokee Indian Pentecostals on the mountains that opened the heavens here in Moravian Falls. That's debatable. Many people have other theories about the history of the Moravians. The Moravians had a 100-year prayer meeting but the prayer meeting was not actually here. It was right. in Herring Hoot, Germany, right, of according course. to what I understand, and in my opinion, let me state that, mm -hmm. it's not absolute fact. People will debate that. And they prayed for this area, nonetheless. Right. At one time, this whole region was purchased by the Moravians, and the title on the land was in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow, and you're telling me stuff that I didn't even know. That's amazing. So that you, you, in your opinion, you believe that the revival that broke out with the Cherokee Indians where they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and brought onto the mountain is what kind of opened up this region to what we're kind of experiencing today. I believe that played a very important part. Of course, the prayers of the Moravians were important. But there were many factors, not just the prayers of the Moravians, which many people are stuck on that. I believe the Native Americans, and I can say Indian because I'm Cherokee. Well, I was going to say that because you, you're, you're Cherokee. Right. And then I, I had also heard that, um, this is kind of a side note, but I had also heard that William Branham was, had Cherokee as well as Bob Jones. Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel like um, 
there that is a part of the Cherokee heritage in some way, like people that are connected with that have the seer anointing. Yes. It's not it's I don't know if we could draw like I mean theological things sure. with that, but but it seems to be those that have Cherokee blood in them uh, have been um, seer, natural seers. Mm -hmm. Dr. James Gall might disagree with me, but the Cherokee Indians had holy men who were called seers. Mm -hmm. And also in the Kansas City area, there was a group of Indians there that were called seers. And Indians from other tribes would travel to this area to speak to the seers to get a word about what was coming in the future. We would call that prophecy in the church. Mm -hmm. These seers were very accurate. You can go back and look in the history on the internet. Some of the prophecies of these Cherokee seers have come to pass. Some are still coming to pass. Wow. It's amazing. And to answer your question about are Cherokee seers, well, some of them are. Many people who operate in the seer realm have Cherokee heritage. Yeah. Uh, Bob Jones did. Uh, Bobby Connors does, I believe, many others. Uh, but not every Cherokee is a seer, right. just as every seer is not a prophet, right. and not every prophet's a seer. But right. that's a whole other there you go thing. Wow! So take me back here. Here, so so that's the heritage here, right? But then, but then, there's also been some heritage that is started really like in I think in the 90s. Then was that kind of when they right. went with the whole thing with Bob Jones? Now I don't have all of the details of this, and you'd right. probably be better suited to talk to someone like Rick Joyner about this. Mm -hmm. uh, Morningstar is heavily involved in the community here. The great ministry, great church, great pastors, right. great leaders, great teachers, and very prophetic ministry. We, we really respect and honor Rick Joyner and his ministry. Uh, I don't see everything 100% the way they see it, but we agree to disagree, right? Right. Um, there was a man named Buck Petty, who now lives in the uh, mountain up here. And there was a time when there was a revival going on in Argentina, and they were having unusual manifestations. We would call them signs and wonders. And again, this may not be exactly accurate. I haven't talked to Mr. Petty personally about this, although I've tried. Mm -hmm. um, there were manifestations in Argentina where the ground would begin to glow, the yeah. trees, the rocks, and all I've heard things. about this. This is amazing. I understand he brought back a rock from Argentina. And when he brought that back, that manifestation began to happen. Here in the area? Yes. I have really? personally experienced it uh, two or three times up on one of the mountains over there, which I'm not going to name. Oh. I have actually been there late at night, after midnight, when the whole place began to glow. The trees, okay. the rocks, okay. everything. And, the, and I can only describe it as there was a sound like many rushing waters. Now, rushing I, I had heard that Bobby had had a similar experience. I don't doubt it. Where like he was up and this place that we're talking about. Yeah, I don't doubt we it. We will, will not, will remain nameless. Well, they have a website. But you know we won't talk about that. Okay, so and, and the whole he said the whole the whole place started glowing. I was there once by myself, Charlie, and once with a man named Nick Billman, who's a missionary to Brazil. He I know I I have heard of Nick. Yeah, Nick and I were here. He was leading worship at one of our heaven touching earth events here near Moravian Falls, the Holy Inn. He wanted he heard about this stuff. He wanted to go up there. We went up there about one o'clock in the morning, and lo and behold, the whole the earth started quaking. A wow. huge angel stepped up to where we were. We we literally felt its presence. We felt the glory, and the ground began to glow. Uh, it became like daylight, and there was this sound of like a jet taking off. If you were wow. right behind the 747, it was that loud. That's amazing. It scared me. It, the, the reverential fear of God got in me and in Nick. Neither one of us wanted to admit wow. it. 
Now, had you ever experienced something like that before where Once it was before. glowing like that? Once before by myself, yes. Where was that? Here in Moravian Falls, so up on the mountain. both of the times were in Moravian Falls. Yes, sir. Wonderful place to encounter Jesus. Yeah. And I just want to encourage people, if you come here, come here looking for Jesus. Amen? Don't right. come here looking for angels or experiences. Come here seeking to be closer to the Son of God. Yeah. See, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, well, that's the truth. A lot of times people go to just seek for an encounter with some other being. Right. But even the Moravians weren't focused on angels. They were no. focused on missions, work, and Jesus was the center focus. Here's the thing that sparked the angelic notoriety of this area. Uh There were some Moravian children, four or five Moravian children at the Moravian Falls, which we had a tent meeting there a few years ago, and great miracles happened. Uh, We had, uh, I think, several dozen salvations, several dozen baptisms. But anyway, these Moravian children were there at the Moravian Falls, the Moravian Falls, and these men showed up and began to speak to them. Well, they were angels. They began to preach to them and so on and so forth. So the children went back and told the adult Moravians they came down and they encountered them too. In fact, even to this day, there are times that people do have angelic encounters at Moravian Falls. And uh, I have indeed had angelic encounters at Moravian Falls. In fact, this whole place is just full of supernatural experiences for those who have clean hands and a pure heart and who are seeking God. Right. Now, let me say this, Charlie, as a disclaimer, because part of the problem here in Moravian Falls is that we do have an open heaven. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I believe it was the Pentecostal Cherokees that helped pop that thing open. But there have been so many hundreds of other people who have interceded and prayed in this area. And right. Thank God for every one of them, every pastor, every minister, every person that's ever visited. Thank God for their prayers. But we need discernment. I like to call it godly discernment because a lot of times people come here seeking a supernatural experience. They get caught up in the second heaven. Mm-hmm. So what happens is they get deceived. Mm. You know, Jesus himself said that the, the enemy would appear as an angel of light. So I know a lot of people who've come here and had, had supernatural experiences, but they couldn't discern the difference in the preternatural or the supernatural. They couldn't discern the difference in, in the second heaven and the third heaven, and they've had demonic encounters. So you, danger to Will Robinson, you know, yeah. warning. Right, right. You need to be careful. We need You need to be mature in the Lord, number one, before you seek something like that. Exactly. And, you know, let me just say this. Uh, by the grace of God and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I've written a little bit about the angelic realm, so I know a little bit about it. Right. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot more angelic activity here in Moravian Falls. And the only place I've ever been where there's more angelic activity is Jerusalem. Really? Yes, sir. I've had more angelic encounters here than anywhere except the time the fiery angel stepped into my hotel room in the Ramada Inn in Jerusalem, and that was probably one of the more fearful, if not life-changing events. So just an angel of fire waking up. There's this fiery man standing in the room. Yeah. Anyway, I I How many books have you written on the angelic? Depends if you count the ones that have been translated into other language, but um, something like... Just on the angels? Yeah. Oh, I think six or something like that. And then how many books on Seer have you written? Uh, Just in English, there are three right now, but those books have been translated into several other languages. Now, let me ask you this. Did because I'm going back to Tanzania. This is where I'm going. I'm going back to. That was the birth of the Seer. So. For me. For the. Was the birth of those books? All of the books. All the books from that encounter as, that as encounter, well as the angelic. That wow. one visitation of okay. Jesus okay. in May in, in uh, 2000. And uh, let me make sure I'm telling you the right date. Let me get this. I got a note here. It's actually in one of the book. May 28, 2002. 
Tilapia Hotel, Mwanza, Tanzania. Jesus stepped in, told me to study the seers of old, gave me a scripture. I began to press into that. When I say press into that, Charlie, what I mean is I fasted, I prayed, I read the Word of God, and I began to discover that there really are seers. Okay? Yeah. Now, a lot of the seers, uh, and then we want to talk about this too. We want to talk about the passing of the mantle and the passing of the torch. Right. But a lot of the seers have gone on to be with Jesus, and uh, uh, most of them are, have had uh, spiritual attacks. Um, I'll name a few Paul King, Bob Jones, William Brannon, John Paul Jackson. Uh, Jill Austin, mm. there are a few others that have gone on. They've, they've put off their earth suit. They've gone on to be with Jesus, Bob Jones. And so they're like seeds that have been planted in the ground. And I believe we stepped into the season when the fruit now is going to come. Amen? That there's going to be thousands and thousands of people who are going to begin to operate in precise, razor-sharp prophetic utterances based on what they see and hear, which is Acts 4, 19 and 20. Yeah. Today is April 19th, 419. By the way, 419, 2007, we sold our property in Kansas City. Same day as today. Wow. And today, 419, 2019, double 19, which means God's perfect order, we have released this property to another powerful prophetic ministry who's going to be based here in Moravian Falls, if you'd like to talk about that. Yeah. So what what so there's so much alignment perfect order with this double 19 perfect order and did you know that before today that, that that you had sold on the 19th Kathy and I discussed it today before lunch and we realized it was a fact and what happened in Kansas City was the Lord told me to move to Moravian Falls in a dream wow Kathy and I discussed it, and, and we said, well, should we get a realtor? And we said, no, let's just pray and ask God to help us. Mm. Hallelujah. The Lord gave us revelation. So one day, about two weeks after that, Kathy was driving out of our driveway, 11200 Kensington Avenue in Kansas City, right near the International House of Prayer, which there's an open heaven there, too, let me just say. Right. And anyway, this guy comes up and knocks on the side of the door and says, hey, if you'd like to sell your house, I want to buy it. And that was right before the, the bubble, the, the housing bubble burst. Mm -hmm. So we sold our home. We moved here to Moravian Falls, built a log cabin in 2007, which is when the Lakeland Revival broke out. I was here growing my beard, hallelujah. And like a good prophet like would a good always prophet grow was, their beard. Yes, we won't talk about that. I don't know about but, that. You know, I spent a whole year, the Lord said, I want you to take a year sabbatical stop. Now, I understand, Charlie, I had just come from seeing tens of thousands of people saved in gospel outreach meetings, meaning crusades. Crusades, yeah. okay. In uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, seeing every miracle uh, you can see in the Bible, including the dead being raised. And right. I said, take a year off. And I have to say that you have seen some very notable, remarkable miracles in your ministry. To I God's mean, glory, yes. I mean, eyeballs growing back. Massive tumors dissolving. Yes, hundreds. I mean, like God has really used you. I mean, to do that, demons coming out of people to the glory. I of mean, God. I I remember. I I I know you're going somewhere, but I I want to say this for people that are watching and listening. I remember first finding out about you um, during a crusade by another ministry in um in in Toronto. No, you in in Canada. Was that and in 2004? That was in 2004. Awesome. There was another guy named Charlie that happened to be there. Charlie and Robinson. You, and you both were up there, and you saw, I think it was 
76 deaf people on the street. You're close. It was 72. 72. It matched the number of blind eyes I saw healed in Malawi and South Africa. And I and I remember I, because I was that I was in my 20s then. I Patricia think. King was there. Yeah. Todd Bentley was there. Yeah. And we just went out and covered the streets. I could tell you stories. That was an awesome time. But I just love Charlie Robinson. He's got such a sweet, wonderful spirit. And his son, Sammy, amazing, yeah. amazing prophets. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I was so blown away by that testimony when you got up and you said you were talking about the no, numerous deaf miracles that were happening right on the streets. Yeah. And that was that was my introduction to your ministry. Well, awesome. I mean, of course, we didn't. I didn't get to meet you till four years later. Why not? But I'm just saying, I don't know why we never ran into each other. Well, we should have. You know, there are still videos on our webpage if you go to kingofgloryministries.org mm-hmm. and look on testimonies. There are actual uh, testimonies of those miracles from 2004 in Toronto. A wow. lot of guys uh, had their lives wrecked uh, when they their hearing you know, stood up. We were in Dundalk Square, and the evangelist got up and preached, and, and not much happened, to be honest with you. And so there was another guy named Peter Byers who helped organize everything. And I said, Peter, let me have the microphone. And you got to understand, Charlie, I had long hair and weird glasses. And, you know, Peter was open. And he gave me the microphone. So I got up there, and this is what I said. I said, there's a man here, and you're totally deaf in your right ear. If you come to this platform right now, I guarantee you that Jesus Christ will heal your deaf ear, or I'll walk off this platform and never preach the gospel again. Wow, yeah. So it was the longest five minutes, and then this guy finally came up. We prayed for him. Guess what happened? His what deaf happened? ear popped come open. On. And then hundreds of people got saved. Wow, and that's amazing. And Peter Byers and his friend said, should we go grab the microphone from him? He's, he's, he's going too far. But see, that's what God wants. He wants fiery evangelists that will step out in faith mm. and just believe God to mm. back them up. And that's the other thing I want to talk to you about, about this passing of the torch. You know, there's been people talking about a vacuum in the body of Christ mm-hmm. since many of these people have gone on to be with Jesus. No, 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 no. That's a seed that's been planted in the ground. God is going to release great power and authority to his friends, not necessarily the prophet or the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor, the, uh, the apostle, but to ordinary believers. And, you know, a lot of times people say, hey, you know, I want to be an evangelist or I want to be a prophet or I want to be a pastor. No, 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 no. Ephesians 4 is awesome, mm-hmm. but it says until, mm-hmm. until we all come into the fullness and stature and measure of Jesus Christ. What we really want to do, Charlie, we really want to learn to be a son. Mm. Because as a son, we can always grow closer to our father. Nehemiah can always come to you when others can't, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Daddy God. you know. And you talk about these guys we've been talking about that had these powerful seer ministries. They were all like that. They have a very close, intimate relationship with the father. Mm. And so you know, that's what we need to develop. Not just a relationship with the son, which is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Not just a relationship with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. But we need to have a relationship with the father. In fact... I write in one of my books, the Second Seer book, about how God went shopping with me. God the Father, mind you, went shopping with me on Father's Day for my birthday present. Man. That's, that's intimacy with the Father. Yeah. 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 And that, that's kind of been your, your, your life goal, I would say, in a sense, is to see people raised up. Yes, I want to see people trained and equipped to do the work of the and, ministry. And that's part of your ministry, really. And that was one of the reasons that yes. you kind of were were moved, in a sense, I don't want to put these words in your mouth, I, but I, I felt like one of the reasons that God kind of moved you to Moravian Falls was kind of something in your heart. 
We've been here for uh, over a decade, and while we've been here, uh, we have established, if it's okay if I mention the School of Higher Learning. Oh, I think you should, because yeah. people need, and I'll tell you, I listen to a lot of the stuff that's on there. Powerful. And, and it, just tell about the school, and then I'll say what I want okay. to say about that. Well, the School of Higher Learning basically was birthed in the spirit um, in Jerusalem at the Western Wailing Wall. I had an encounter in 2010. I went into the wall. I had a supernatural experience. I came out of my body and went into the heavenly places, and the Lord spoke to me to do several things. One of them was to establish a training and equipping center in Moravian Falls and to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth from this place. So right now, the School of Higher Learning, you can go to our webpage, it's kingofgloryministries.org. Bottom right-hand corner, there's a tab for the Moravian Falls School of Higher Learning. It's a free Bible college. 101, 201, 301, 401 classes, stuff like understanding the angelic realm, the seer anointing, understanding the Holy Spirit, how to operate in the gifts of healings, hearing the voice of God, tons of stuff. And it's right. not just me. It's people like Dr. James Maloney, Dr. James Gall, uh, wonderful teachers and, and awesome ministers are on there like Joshua Mills, uh, Charlie's on there, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Julie Myers, uh, Patricia King. I mean, the list goes on and on and on right. and on. It's all free on 24-7, 365. If you can get an internet access on your smartphone or whatever, a couple of clicks and you're listening to it for free. Right. And it's, it's, and, and, it's and people that are listening or watching this, it's literally hours worth yeah. of revelatory information that you can learn on yeah. angelic seer, uh, the seer realm, uh, miracles and signs and wonders. Yes. I mean, all kinds of different subjects, not just from you, but also from others. Yes. And what I love about it is that it's free. It's totally free. The Lord would not allow me to charge for it. Many people said, oh, you need to gate that, brother. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Charge for it. Right. Well, no. You know, we have five orphanages. We help to feed over 100 children. And just like we have school fees coming up. I, you know what I was talking about earlier? I went to God. I said, Lord, I need a little help here. i got to pay the school fees. Somebody just donated three grand to the ministry online. Thank you, Jesus. I give him glory. Yeah. And that's just the way when we operate in this seer thing and we grow close to God, these sorts of, of what I call them as miracles of supernatural provision. Mm. And I could talk to you about the time the angels of miracles and supernatural provision appeared at our cabin here in Moravian Falls, but we probably don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, we got hours, man. But but here here's the thing is that God used you to kind of you launched that whole the school. It's there for people to listen to. Yes. And then you came here and you brought bought the property that we're on right now. Yeah, you want to hear the story about that? Yeah, testimony definitely. rather than not a story, it's a testimony. Um, I was in a meeting here with a prophet, one of the prophets we mentioned earlier, and he was preaching along and he stopped and he said, Yeah, the Lord said to tell you about a prophecy I had in 1988. Mm. And then he began to prophesy about this area, about the spiritual DNA of the ground here in Moravian Falls ascending. He said, God will use this place to send books, television, and radio all over the world. The gospel will preach all over the world from here. Now, many people you know, have heard this, okay? And uh, then he stopped and he said, the Lord wants you to know it's available if anybody wants it. And he sat back down and started preaching about what he was preaching about. And I got in my prayer room that night, and the power of God hit me. And the Lord began to speak to me about that. And he said, do you want it? And I said, Lord, I want to stay home and sleep in my bed and preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Sure, why not? Right. So anyway, we just sent out what we call the NUMA Network yesterday on the mm. 18th. And it went to uh, almost 32,000 people. And I was looking at it with your father, Michael, yesterday, just right. a few hours after we had sent it. And it had been open in New Zealand and Australia and South Korea and Canada and Mexico and all over the United States yeah. over... Uh, 160-some people opened it within two hours in California. But they're downloading free books, 
Remember what I said, books, they get PDFs of books, audio, MP3s, radio, and they get um, the uh, teachings, uh, written teachings, books, PDFs, download them all over the world for free. And a lot of that stuff is, is free right now, uh, you know, in the school higher learning. Yeah. It's amazing. There's yeah. a book in there. Get in the session about the understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. A friend of mine named Dr. Stephen Richardson wrote a book about Jesus, mighty baptizer in the Holy Spirit. It's free in the school. That man was a four-square minister, mighty man of God, lived here in Moravian Falls. He would never say this, but I'll say it now. He's gone on to be with Jesus, had the privilege of uh, preaching his graduation service, his funeral. And uh, he's, he led over 100,000 people to the baptism with evidence of speaking in tongues throughout his life. Isn't that something? That and his book phenomenal. is on there to teach you how to do it for free. Man. I give God now, glory and, and, and And how many... You might have an estimation about how many downloads and how many people have gone to the website to get the get like teachings. Charlie, I don't from the know. Um, I've checked with the web page master, mm-hmm. and I really don't know because we don't know if somebody clicks on a link. We don't know if they actually opened it or listened to it. Mm-hmm. But we know that we've had millions of clicks from all over the world. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was a man who shall remain nameless who set up the school of higher learning, and made it available to people in mainland China. Really? Yeah. So I have no idea how many people have accessed so it through that, that He outlet. took it took it from you. He asked my permission if he could make it available in China. I'm not going to say any names. I don't want right, anybody in trouble. But so, people are accessing it in China. So, so even the underground church in China is listening to the material. Many of them. Not my material, per se. Okay? Uh-huh. You know, people like, again, Patricia King or, or Dr. Maloney or Dr. Gall or some of, there's a lot of Jeff Jansen. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Because I require speakers at our event to uh, allow us to utilize the material. So we just don't gate it. We don't charge for it. And we had a woman from New Zealand, which was the first person to go through and graduate the school. It took her two years. So there are over 300 hours of just audio. That doesn't count the video. There's a video school to see us on there that we filmed in um, Finland, I believe it was. And just amazing. There's so much material on there that, you know, if a person is hungry, they can get a hold of it and really go for it. They really can. So you, you... Got this property. How did that happen? Okay, I was driving down Moravian Falls Road, and this purple glory cloud, literally, tangibly, a purple glory cloud filled my car. I believe it had to do with the angel of supernatural provision and creative miracles that had visited my cabin about a year before. And that's when I began to see the creative miracles, um, like multiplication of money, uh, the signs and wonders, the gold teeth, the diamonds, and all that stuff, which I give God glory for. So this purple glory cloud hovers in my car and the Lord speaks to me and I don't know if it was an audible voice or not or it was the inner voice of the Holy Spirit I don't know but it was very clear and the Lord said Kevin there's a piece of property here in Moravian Falls and this is after the encounter at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem follow up a little while later this was uh, in um, the year before November now it's September the following year and this glory cloud comes in the car. The Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, there's a piece of property here in Moravian Falls. It's about five acres. I want you to buy it. What is this place? 5.34 acres? Yeah, 5.38. So yeah. We, we looked for it. We found it. I called my pastors. I called my apostolic leaders. I called my board of directors. We discussed it. We prayed about it. Everybody felt the Lord was in this. We closed on the property at 12-12-2012 at 12 noon. We bought the property. And today is 419, and we're releasing the property now to what I believe is someone who's going to spearhead 
the renaissance here <laughs> in Moravian Falls because something's going to happen. Bro. Yeah, you feel that. I know that. I don't just feel it. I know that I know that I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's too much God on this. Right. And so, well, I guess we can kind of we can kind of open that up a little Brother, bit. Brother, I don't want to steal your thunder. Okay, so I remember I was in Korea this last, this January, and I went to, they took me to, to Prayer Mountain, and Youngie chose prayer. Youngie's right? chose prayer grotto. Awesome. And I was in there for an hour. A lot and, of glory. Uh, oh man, I was I was really deeply touched when I was there. I felt like God was shifting me for the for the next decade. And one of the things he spoke to me about was he told me to go to the mountains. Mm. And he I he, think told, he told, me, told a couple other dudes that um, one would be Jesus, one would be Moses. Yeah. Right. There you go. And then I don't they had know. some they had some stragglers, Peter, James, and John, but we won't talk about that. So so um Elijah. So I had an encounter when I was there. I don't want to go too much into it because we wanna, oh, wanna come kind on. of talk People to you. Hear about this but, but here's the thing is that I came away from that knowing that the Lord wanted us that this was a year of transition. This was a year of uh realignments. New beginnings. Yes. And breakthroughs. Yeah. Yes. Breakouts. That's it. And and so I started looking because the Lord said move to the mountains. So I just looked, I found this place, Mountain City. Mountain City. And so I'm sitting, I'm sitting there with Bryn late at night and I'm saying, look at, we were looking at stuff. And I said, I think Kevin, Kevin Bisconi lives in that area. Yeah, you know, I moved in and Reinhard Monkey moved out. I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, we live up there. We have a little hidden place up there. Now I guess the whole world knows it, but it's okay. And then so then I contacted you about yeah. that. I said, do you live in, in, in Mountain City? Yeah, you called me on the phone. And I said, you said, well, why are you asking me? And I, I told you that the Lord was kind of shifting us to start a, a training equipping center. Now, can I interrupt you for a second? Of course. Because at the same time, the Lord had been speaking to me about turning this over. And I'd been praying for God to send the right person to take the equipping center over. This place in Moravian Falls. The What we call the International Ministry Apostolic Equipping Center, which was named by the late C. Peter Wagner. He was right here in our, our uh, fellowship room, and Joshua Mills was sitting in the room, and Joshua Mills says, no, Kevin, it needs to be the Apostolic Center. So anyway, I digress. Yeah, right here in the very so that was Falls. C. Peter Wagner was actually here at the Equipping he Center. He blessed the, blessed the property, blessed me, and blessed the ministry. Yes. Yeah. And there's a video of that on our, our page, our web page, if you want to look under. Wow, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, you, that it's there. Amazing. Yeah. So, And so, also, Dr. Wagner's messages about Apostolic Center is on the School Higher Learning. I'm going to have to go and listen to that. Yeah. And it's really the one about Apostolic Centers is great time. But anyway, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. So, so I contacted you. You said you, you wanted to know why I was asking about the mountain city. And I said, I told you that I had an encounter with the Lord, told me to move to a mountain city. And then this just kind of opens up this whole thing. And then the Lord nudged me. And I said, Charlie, what about Moravian Falls? Yeah. And I had never thought about it. And you were speechless. You were quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because... You, I mean, we had come over here before. You had allowed us to sure. stay at the property here and, you know, just to get into what's here, basically. You and had an then, angelic visitation here, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And, and uh, 
you offered the property to us. I said, Charlie, what about the equipping center in Moravian Falls? It'd be perfect for you. And so here we are. And here we are. 419-19. Which is Good Friday. Good Friday. Passover. Passover. And we went today and signed the papers. We signed the contract today. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So and so what do you feel like the Lord is doing now? I mean, because there's I mean God is raising you up to be a father to many. Mm. You're no longer going to be considered a son or the young gun. God's going to position you to be a father and to train and equip young prophets to do the stuff of the ministry. Mm. Amen? Yeah. Not to polish a church pew, mm. but to be an eagle who will ascend into the heavenly places to Acts 4, 19 and 20. See and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and then have boldness to go forward and do it. Right. Right, wow. And then there's going to be an outbreak of miracle signs and wonders. Then we're going to see people, I'm going to say it this way, step into the revival. Because, Charlie, the revival's already here. We're seeing all the, all the miracle signs and wonders. It's already happening. Hallelujah. Yeah. God's just looking for a place to land. Now, let me say this. There are revivals that have happened in uh, Spokane and in San Diego, and those are wonderful. And I praise God for those. But what God's about to do, we have never seen before. All the guys out of the 40s and 50s, Paul Kane, for example, and even William Brannan and uh, Smith Wigglesworth prophesied about the stadiums being full. You know why the stadiums are going to be full? Because the church ain't ready for it. Mm. But God's going to raise up people like you to help train and equip the body of Christ. Wow. It's yeah. going to be amazing. I hope I'm alive to see it. Do you feel like Moravian Falls, because, I mean, a lot of things started happening here and it's been happening here since the 1990s. I mean, really, Bob Jones, sure. lots of prophets have lived in the area yes. and done things. Do you think that, that there are strategic places in the earth that are places where the eagles gather? Absolutely. And even when the, even as the generations come and go that God calls fresh Absolutely. new like there is a call that goes out yeah. for new eagles Absolutely, I've written extensively about the eagles nest which are training and equipping centers it's in a lot of my books but you have uh, a fantastic eagle's nest in Redding, California at Bethel. Mm -hmm. You have another one in Toronto, California at TAFC, Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship. Mm -hmm. Kansas City, uh, Michael Bickle has an incredible training and equipping center there. They're wonderful. Praise God for them. But God's about to raise up a whole new bumper crop. Listen, I don't care where you're listening to this right now. If you're a pastor and a leader and you feel that nudge, God wants to raise up these training centers, these eagle's nests, not just in America, but all over the world. And right. it's going to raise up people like you, Charlie. You're going to take that mantle. Mm. You're going to take that torch, and you're going to pass it on. You're going to pass it on. You know when they light the menorah, they use the one flame to keep it going? Mm -hmm. It's the way God operates. Mm -hmm. He uses the anointing, the flame of the Holy Ghost, and when he lights it, it's passed from one person to the next. It's passed from one generation to the next. And that's the thing the Lord's been speaking to me about is a renaissance and how that there's about to be a passing of the mantle from one generation to another. And I really believe God has his hand firmly upon you and many other people mm -hmm. that are going to operate in love, and that's the key. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Well, that's that's uh, also interesting that you would say you would talk about the fire in the in the menorah because that was one of the things that was um, a staple of the Moravians was the Leviticus. I, I believe it was six thirteen. Though the the, con, the lamps would continue to burn, yeah, the fire would not go out upon the altar. Right. Yes. 
Yes, yes. And, you know, and this is interesting you brought this up because recently the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me uh, about the prophets. You know, the prophets became fat. They became old. They became lazy. Now, I'm not talking about prophets that are out there living and breathing. I'm talking about Old Testament prophets. Mm-hmm. Do you remember he fell off? The prophet fell off. I yeah, can't remember yeah. which one it was. Eli. Eli. He priest, fell yeah. off the bench and, and he died. Mm-hmm. And But there was another prophet, another young generation that God had prepared and brought along. And that's the place we are. Uh, God is God is doing some new things. Isaiah forty three nineteen. Nothing's new under the sun, right? It's what the book of of um, uh, Psalms says. But God will do a new thing, and He's doing a new thing, and we are stepping into it. We're on the cusp of it. For many people, they've already crossed over, but many people are going to break into it right now. And uh, God's going to raise up fathers, and mm-hmm. they're going to be all over the place. And, and you know, a lot of these guys are not going to be well known. Some of these guys are going to be unknown, and they're going to prefer it that way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there, there is a gathering that is beginning to take place. Something is shifting and changing in yes. 2019. Absolutely. And God's perfect order is coming. And it's not that what has been is not going to be any longer in a sense of like, you know, in the passing of the mantle, like they're just fading away. Right. It's old wineskin, new wineskin. Right. Okay. God okay. loves the old wineskin. Right. Old wineskins can be repaired and patched and all that. Mm-hmm. But there is a new wineskin. There is a new wineskin God's releasing into the earth. Uh, it's going to be marked by so much supernatural power. Mm. Uh, we haven't we haven't seen uh, the types of things God's going to do, and I don't want to go into that or conjecture about that. But uh, I'm talking about biblical things like multitudes of dead being raised in, in gospel outreach meetings where, where some, some minister is going to just take their right hand and they're going to they're point like this and say, the dead are rising over here. And there will be multitudes of people rising from the dead. No one will have to lay hands on them or fast or pray in tongues or get a vision or have an angelic encounter. It's just going to happen because the glory of God, His tangible presence and His love will be so strong that it will take over whole communities, whole counties, whole states, even whole nations. Can a nation be born in a day? Of course, we've seen it happen in 1947 with Israel. Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to happen in Israel again. There's going to be, just as there was a a birth of Israel in the natural, there's going to be a rebirth of Israel in the spirit when God's chosen people, the Jewish people, are going to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Messiah Mm. or Savior. It's going to happen all over the world, not just in Israel. So you think that there's really like a spiritual hunger and what activates some of this stuff is hunger, you'd feel, right? Yes, and I believe God creates that hunger, but God also is a God of timing, and that's why these dates are so amazing. Um, but, and, and, and also, I want to say about the Kairos dates. moments of time. Right, but you can't, you can't make that happen. No. And, and there was no premeditated understanding that the 419 you had sold your house on 419 and then here we are 419, today 2008 right and then 419 2019. 2019 so there and 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 i i mean today we're sitting at the at the, and acts 419 and 20. yeah and so we're sitting at the at the, at lunch this afternoon and that it's just like boom it suddenly says wait a minute we had sold the you know we had done this this had happened well my wife kathy was the one that reminded me and and, 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 and it's, but, but, but it wasn't like you had thought about that weeks prior. It's just like as we stepped into that Kairos moment, 
you recognize how significant after the fact after it happens after the fact. so here's the way i like to talk about this charlie uh, I like to call it chronological and geographical obedience, which is another thing God is doing right now. He's preparing His people by moving them to the right spot. Okay, so I want to get into this yeah. because I I have knowledge in the natural. Well, I in the spirit first, the Lord started speaking to me about transitions, mm-hmm. about about people are going through a new door. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been preaching out of Revelation chapter 4, right. the, the open door, and I said there's a uh, door means opportunity. Come on up I here. said they're moving it. You're, you feel the transition. You feel like you're shifting into a new place. Uh, some of you are even going to move geographically. Exactly. And, I've been preaching the same thing, my friend. And, and, and in the natural, I started finding out other ministries are actually moving to other locations. God is moving. This is also true with a lot of missionaries. God's releasing them from one assignment, moving them to another. This comes back to Matthew 17, the Mount of Transfiguration. Mountain again. Mm-hmm. Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a certain place on a certain day, and he was transfigured before them. So God does that with people. You have to be in the right place at the right time when the heavens open. Peter, James, and John were there. The heavens open. Jesus was transfigured. God the Father spoke, mm-hmm. but he didn't speak to Jesus. He spoke to his hanger-ons. He spoke to his disciples. Forgive me, I don't want to be uh, degrading in any way. Right. Those guys are awesome men of God, but at that point, they were just guys hanging out with Jesus. right? And God spoke to them, and the first time in Luke, he spoke to him and said, this is my son, who am I well pleased? And then in Matthew 17, he said, this is my son. Listen to what he's trying to tell you, mm-hmm. which comes back to 419, Peter, James, and Peter and John rather in front of the Sanhedrin, and they said, whether it's right to obey God more than man, you choose, but as for us, we can only speak, prophesy, preach of the things that we have seen with our eyes and heard with our ears. You think they were talking about the Mount of Transfiguration? I believe they were. Mm-hmm. They became seers in that moment of time. Mm-hmm. And that anointing in that place, that geographical location God chose to open the heavens, mm-hmm. hallelujah, stuck to them. It, it, it adhered to them like a strong perfume, like an oil. They received an anointing supernaturally. Mm-hmm. And I was even talking to your father about how he received his anointing supernaturally. You see, God rewards hunger, according to the book of Hebrews. And if you're in the right place at the right time and the heavens open, God's going to speak to you. Right. And when God speaks to you and he gives you direction and you're obedient to follow it out, remember what Jesus said in John 5, 19? Mm. I can't do anything but what I see my daddy doing. Right. Right? Right. So the problem we have with many of us, myself being the chief sinner in this regard or the chief offender, is that we do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We don't wait to hear God lead us, which this is all about what the seer operation is all about. It's hearing right. God so that we can do God's work on earth. But if people are sensitive right now, which many people have, you, you can, because I've been talking to others and they're, they're actually even moving geographically. Yes. They're all at the same time hearing the voice of the Lord. Yes. I feel like there is an alignment Absolutely. for what is about to come, and God is repositioning people right now to get ready for this next, uh, if you want to say, third wave, yeah. although there's already been a third wave, right. another wave or a gre- another great awakening. Yes. Because, you know, some people call it that there's already been a third wave, and that's debatable. See, Peter Wagner's called that the third wave sure. has happened. But there's definitely another wave and God of, of the move of the Spirit, yeah. and God is aligning people right now. It's not just a wave, Charlie. It's a tsunami. 
Okay. Matt Sorter. Well, that's what I first guy started talking about. Yes, that. that's what I saw. Be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be amazing. Yeah, a renaissance, right? A revival, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just ask the Lord, I can be alive to see it, to be a part of it, be a part of it. I don't, I don't even really want to be a part. Of it. I just want to see it. Mm. I want to see it. I used to want to be a part of it. Then I found out revival is a lot of work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. Sorry. No, no, no. But it is. That's true. Because once you've been a part of something. Some kind of a move of the spirit, you recognize how much, like in a sense, work it is outside of the pulpit and everything. The things that are going on behind the scenes, you have to kind of keep those things going. Absolutely. So absolutely, and I I praise God for young men like Jeremy Nelson. What is it, eight hundred and twenty some odd days? Yeah. Oh, God bless him. Yeah, he just keeps it. Keep going. going. Pressing, pressing, pressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that thing's going to do a whole other level. So is is a. Pastors out there in in Seattle, Darren Stock, Pastor Darren's is going to go to a whole other level. They think they've seen something, and they have, and it's yeah. been good. Yeah, but God's about to give them the best wine, right? And it's going to get even better. So these are all you're speaking about, Darren. You're speaking about Jeremy. See, these are other these are other kind of been to both of those places. New these are these are these are fresh, uh, you know, young kind of. Outpourings. Yeah, that are coming on the scene, as well as the, the God is using them to kind of steward something of an eagle's nest in these regions. Absolutely. 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 Mm. Wow. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I yeah. praise the Lord for it. It's wonderful. And, and you know, we need to see it everywhere. In, in every city, every state, we need to see it. Everywhere. And that's your heart. I just believe it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just know it's going to happen. Now, there are some prophetic voices that will tell you that God's passed by this state or God's passed by that state. No, 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 no. Listen, we need to prophesy and speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Testament prophecies for edification and exhortation. Now, maybe you might have that word for whatever state it happens to be. Well, that means you need to get down on your knees and intercede for that state, and you need to begin to speak life audibly over that state mm-hmm. or over that region or over that city or whatever. You know, Las Vegas is not lost. God, right. Las Vegas is ripe. You know, Jesus said the fields are white. Las Vegas is ready for revival, man. Mm-hmm. So is L.A. and many others. Isn't that, isn't that interesting that in the midst of darkness, yet God wants prophets to bring hope? And John 1, 5. And that is always, when you look at Scripture, Kevin, you always see this, um, this two-tier thing with prophets. They, 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 they see this judgment, but yet they see the hope. And God hasn't just called us to see the darkness, but sure. he's also called us to see the light yeah. and to prophesy that hope. Yeah. And that's specifically, I, I believe, uh, in American Western church, it's very easy to criticize and say that it's doom and gloom. It's, you know, yeah. God's forgotten about his church and, you know, get ready for the rapture. We're, we're all getting taken out of here and, <laughs> you know, the Antichrist is coming. That's, I mean, Okay, but the Bible says in Isaiah 60, Arise and shine for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And, and Isaiah starts to talk about one, in, in, in one little phrase, yeah. he says, gross darkness. Yet, in the midst of that. That's what we that, major on, instead of the brightness. Of right, the of the God. glory. Yeah. Now, how would you like to be, you know, there's so many people out there, but how would you like to be the guy called the Nineveh? Right. You know? Jonah. Jonah. How would you like to be Jonah? Mm. Went there, preached his heart out, prophesied the word of the Lord, and what happened? 
They repented, didn't they? Right. They yeah. can't turn back to God. And you know what's God. interesting? He's, he was upset. Yeah, he was upset. He was mad. Because he wanted the judgment. He wanted the judgment. Yeah. But here we are. That's not God's heart, brother. No. I'm no. sorry. It's not God's heart. So, so you, you, you really believe that God's, God's re, realigning people right now. Yes. You believe that Spiritually, physically, geographically, and chronologically. And... and God is going to pour out a fresh move of God in America. Something we've never imagined. We've never seen it. It's going to blow everybody's little minds. And so maybe, and, and maybe some of the darkest places maybe. will become the brightest places. Absolutely. I have a friend named Katie Bazooka. I mean, Souza. Okay. And she did a tent meeting in the, one of the most difficult areas of Chicago. And uh, my friend Tony Camp, who was with her, mm-hmm. said that the miracles were off the charts. It seems like God does the greatest miracles in the darkest places. But the problem is, is that many of us are afraid to go into those dark places. But God's going to raise up a generation who will cry aloud and spare not. They're going to preach the word, stand on the word. They're going to call what is right, right, what is wrong, wrong. Mm. We're not going to be politically correct as a body anymore. Mm. So, so let me ask you this. Do you feel like God sets up eagle's nests under an open heaven so that people will come and get trained and equipped? I, I, don't, I feel the presence of God on this, actually. They'll get touched by the power of the Lord. They get that boldness like they did in Acts 4 where they said, you know, uh, you know, Holy Spirit grant unto us that by your child, your servant Jesus Christ, that whole that miracle they signs might and wonders. Forth your yes, boldness. Yes, yeah, so they were in this they upper room and miracle signs and wonders. Yeah, yeah, and so you, in a sense, they're in an eagle's nest, an open heaven. They get boldness, but they don't stay in the. Open, they actually get launched out. That's true. They get sent. It's not a new thing. Remember I said earlier God would do a new thing, but it's not new? Mm-hmm. Genesis 30, excuse me, Genesis 32.2, Mahanin. Mm-hmm. Brother came to a certain place, and the heavens were open. God spoke to him, gave him direction. But he went on to the next place. Bethel, there's so many other places. I'm talking about Bethel from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, Charlie, God ordains for certain geographical places to have Open heavens. Now, all an open heaven is is easy access to the third heaven. Yeah. Now, let me say this. Anywhere there's an open heaven, there's going to be a struggle from the enemy to confuse and mislead and sow discord. The, the, what would be the one place in the whole earth that you would say there's more turmoil than any other place? Jerusalem. And why is that? Because it's the biggest open heaven on earth. Mm. Anywhere there's an open heaven, there's going to be contention. So what we need to do is to keep our hands clean, our hearts pure, focused on the Lord, operate in love, and focus on what's what's up there. You said it earlier, Revelation 4, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we know what must take place after this? We get God's heart of revelation. Mm-hmm. The only way we can get God's heart of revelation is to come before his throne boldly, as we see in the book of Hebrews. Now we begin to talk about the royal order of priests, after the order of Melchizedek, Hebrews 4 through 8. Mm. Those are all seer prophets that access the heavenly places to see and hear what must take place after this. Acts 4, 19 and 20. Mm. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you feel like maybe um, in, a, in, in some way 
when someone comes into an atmosphere that is an atmosphere of a, a, of the particular anointing of a seer that they can come under that maybe glean from that and maybe not become Ephesians 4 prophets sure. but like Saul yeah when he was going to look for his donkeys, he, yeah. in, in, he falls and he meets Samuel. Came he comes into, into the, place. the company of prophets, yeah. and he started. They said, "Oh, is he among? Is Saul now among the he prophets?" Do you feel like that 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 is a a biblical model? Like people can sure. actually maybe not become full blown seers in the sense of you know now they're 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 going to start their ministries sure. and they're going to go and do the all. They're going to go, everyone's called to go into all the world and preach the gospel sure. to their sphere of influence. But what I'm saying to you is that, is there, is there um, an, an impartation that can rub off on someone under an open heaven in, in an eagle's nest scenario, and suddenly they come into a new anointing that they never had before, and they can begin to see and hear? Unquestionably. Now, Book of Romans chapter 1 talks about the impartation through the laying on of hands, but there's also an anointing that comes from proximity. Peter, James, and John, Matthew 17, we talked about, they were just in the area. Jesus didn't lay hands on them. He didn't say you're going to be seers. They just absorbed it. Mm -hmm. So I like to say it this way. It's an old saying, but sometimes the anointing is better caught than taught. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the past, I've had the privilege of, of being in meetings and, and having personal one-on-one -on -one time with a lot of very important people in the body of Christ uh, I could give you a lot of examples. I won't because I don't want to name names. But um, sometimes when somebody carries a specific gift, and I, I think, man, that's really awesome. That would that would edify the body. I, I, I go to God. Mm. I say, hey, Dad, Lord, I'm praying in the name of Jesus. You said if I ask anything in your name, you would do it. Well, mm -hmm. you know those signs and wonders that Jeff Jansen guy sees? Right. I'd kind of like to see that. And guess what happened? Boom, it starts happening. Yeah. So there is a place where you can, I like to call it dig your own well. Mm -hmm. But there's also a place, Charlie, where God can bring young, hungry people into a specific place, specific place like Moravian Falls, to be personally trained and mentored by, say, Destiny and Encounters International. Did I mm -hmm. say that right? Mm-hmm where there's both and. Sometimes I like say it can be both and. That it can be osmosis, it can be by proximity, but it can also be through uh, designated, on-purpose teaching, training, and equipping. Yeah. And let me say this. Most of what I have learned about the supernatural realm and so on, I didn't learn from somebody teaching me. I learned by not doing the wrong thing. So I observed what not to do. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound very edifying. But the truth is, the Holy Spirit's the one that needs to guide and teach us. Now, saying that, I want to say, need to be submitted and firmly rooted and grounded in a body of believers. I have a pastor who's been my pastor since 2004. His church happens to be in Lee Summit or Kansas City, Missouri. He's still my pastor. He's still my apostolic leader. I'm in relationship with other apostolic leaders in the right. body of Christ. So I'm submitted to spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. Okay? But... I also allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, and if I get supernatural revelation and it's something that's going to be life-changing, like, for example, we touched on earlier, buying this property and establishing an equipping center, I, I talked to all those guys about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Pray about it. Get, get back. And they all got back to me mm -hmm. and said, I feel the Lord on this. Proceed. Mm -hmm. And then I proceed as the Holy Spirit leads. Right. And then a lot of times these chronological signposts, like 419, 
2004, 2019, just right. lines up. I always call them angelic alignments. That's that's good. Like that's a good be, way to put because it. going, you're talking about uh, Genesis, I believe 26. About I, I call it McKenniem, but I'm probably wrong in my pronunciation. Yeah, I'm probably wrong too. James Gall was here; he'd set it straight. He, Mahanim, I call. Yeah, it. or or Dr. Maloney would. Dr. Maloney would definitely straight, yeah. laugh at us, and then he would tell us exactly how to say but it. Does but it really matter? If no, you pronounce it, it right? doesn't. It's the concept. But, but here's here's where I was getting at. You have t- three chapters before that. You have Jacob underneath the open heaven, Bethel, right? And so there's an alignment there. Let me say this about Bethel. Okay. I was there with a friend of mine named David Herzog, and he actually took us to the Bethel, physical one the in Israel. Place in okay, Israel. there you go. And guess what happened? I laid my head on a stone, and I had a supernatural encounter. Mm. I saw Jesus standing on top of the ladder, and I saw angels come down with swords, mm. and he handed me a sword. Now, that was totally a vision, okay? Right. But did it change anything in the natural? You better believe it. So that place is still has an open heaven. Mm. The problem is it's a little dicey to get there, but we won't talk about that. We'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. But, uh, so, so, but these little signposts, because he goes into McNeem, and there's some, so much alignment that's happening, and, some, and these... And, Numbers and things like this, numerology, you find that there is... Now, let's uh, say this, biblical numerology. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you for doing that. So, biblical numerology, there is often the Lord is speaking. Synchronicities. I call it supernatural synchronicity. Yes, that's it. The key to all this that you're talking about, and forgive me, I'm not trying to talk over you, is obedience. Right. When you talked about Genesis uh, and moving on through there in those different places, it's all because of the obedience to go to one geographic place where the heavens open, you get direction, and you move forward in obedience mm-hmm. to the next. Mm-hmm. Jesus did the same thing. See, and this stuff is always its always moving around us if we would just listen. We have to tune in. Right. And what's in, like, I didn't tell you this before we had the interview, right? So we're coming back to the property. Thank you. We're coming. This is going to be good, though. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, this is kind of what we're, we're talking about here because we're coming back to the property and all of a sudden there's a car in front of us and they pull under the property. And I'm like, who is this? Who is this? They pull up around here. They come around here. I get out of the car with Bryn in, in Charlotte. After we had just signed the papers, right? They jump out of the out of the car. They're like, "Oh my, oh Charlie Sham, what are you doing here? This is Kevin Bascone's place. This is the king." And they place, go, bro. "Yeah," but they this is what they they said. We came here to Moravian Falls from I think they were from Minnesota yeah. and drove over here. Yeah, and and they wanted to come see. You. I said, "Well, Kevin's not here right now." <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: is that there was a tug. In their spirit, yeah, that drove them not just not just the other day to come from wherever they came in the Minnesota's northwest. Minnesota's a long yeah, drive, brother. Came here to something was pulling them yeah. here. The spirit of God, most right? I, I mean, it ended up praying for them out there, just like blessing them and sure. stuff. Yeah. But had they been even f- maybe five minutes earlier, they wouldn't even even see me or you because we would have still been over there. Yeah. Do you feel like? That there's there are those that in this season they're feeling these tugs to these geographical locations, and it's not their flesh. It's something that God is saying, "Man, you need to be realigned right now." But there's but there's but there's fear almost of of stepping out in yeah. un, into the unknown. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's so critical to be geographically obedient. I had a vision once of the Father's hand. Kevin, how do you know it was the Father's hand? Well, because he had my Father's ruby ring on. And I saw God picking up pieces on a chessboard and moving them. And so then I asked the Lord. I said, Holy Spirit, what am I seeing? And God began to speak to me about how he's repositioning his people. And God's still about the business of repositioning people. Unfortunately, Charlie, many times when people feel this tug, as you call it, mm-hmm. wooing of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. wooing of the Holy Spirit to move from one geographical place to another, it's a lot easier sometimes just to stay where you are. Right. It's real easy for you to stay in Nashville, right? Right. Well, that's the thing is that you I, have to be I, obedient. It's and we can we can kind of go there with with what we're talking about because I remember when we first started talking about you offered me the property, and it was like. This is too good to be true. Like, this is too God because, and, and I told you, I said, don't tell me this because if it, doesn't, if it doesn't work out, I don't want to even tell people about it because I'll be disappointed. You know, you, you, you may think I joke around too much, right? No, no. I'm just kidding. I do joke we hang, around. We hang much. a lot. We, so. we have a good time yeah. in, the, in the Lord. But um, I want to just point this out, and I want to turn the tables on you a little bit. Okay. Is that okay? Do it. Because you usually are interviewing. Now I want to ask you a couple of right. questions. But the first thing you did was go to your apostolic leader, right? Yes. So you submitted to authority, and mm-hmm. the apostolic leader gave you a green light, right? Yes. And then you went to another prophet. Yes. Who I won't name, mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh, I feel God on this, right?" Right. And so you had confirmations, right? Correct. Right. Then you stepped out in obedience. Mm. Now, I want to prophesy to you that your ministry is going to explode from this place. Mm. And people are going to be drawn here just like you're talking about. And I really want to encourage you to let your viewers, whoever they are, wherever they are, know about what your plans are for training and equipping in a hands-on environment. We're here in the worship room at the Equipping Center, but Charlie, you've got your own dreams and God has spoken to you about certain things you want to do. And it might not be quite time yet, but for somebody listening or hearing this right now, the Lord may woo them to come in a year. Yeah. So why don't you talk about that? What, you, what the Lord's placed on your heart for this property here in the very heart of Moravian Falls? Well, we definitely want it to be a place of training and equipping, as well as a place of gathering, like an eagle's nest, where we can pray, we can begin to hear the voice of the Lord, and um, of course, we're going to be doing conferences here, but cultivating an atmosphere of the presence of God to continue some of the things that you started here. Awesome. So, can I interject? Um, we have, uh, over the course since 2004, hosted conferences literally all over the world, but specifically here near Moravian Falls. We use the conference center because there's no spot big enough in Moravian Falls. And we have what we call a regional draw, meaning that people come from all over the United States and other nations to be here. Mm. You're going to step into that. You're going to step into that with traction. And I I just encourage you to go for that. And I'm going to encourage our people. And when I say our people, I'm talking about people that I have personally trained and mentored through our conference ministry Mm -hmm. and the School of Higher Learning who are a part of what we do. They come from Washington, D.C. They come from New York City. They come from Florida. They come from Kentucky. They come from Tennessee. They come from Ohio. They come from all over the country. Mm -hmm. They fly in here, and they come to these events. And I want to encourage those people to continue to uh, come and be fed by Destiny Encounters International. And I know you're going to have some incredible speakers come we've had some pretty good speakers and uh uh you have any idea who you're going to invite yet oh we're gonna have to pray about it but there's definitely some excitement 
yeah. in my heart, you know, concerning what God is doing. I bet you're going to have Jeff Jansen. Well, we might have Jeff. Not bet. I assume. Let me edit that out. I'm, I'm assuming, not betting. That's that's better. Might be one one of the people that we have. Might be. But but you know, um, my heart's stirring. Yeah. To create a culture. Yeah. And after traveling for the last ten years, I'm mean, still travel sure. a lot. Yeah. But um, taking one weekend starting out in 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 January of 2020, every, one weekend a month, yeah. and starting to cultivate to bring people. So you're on, gonna have meetings here. right here in the worship right room. here on the worship room and right here in in the center, and um, you know begin to cultivate a and begin to uh, build a, a culture. A culture. Yeah. Of of and eagles nest. Yes, and. Uh, you know, see where God takes us from there. But um, yeah, it just feels like it was it was it was almost it was almost too good to be true because we've been believing God for so long. It wasn't the first time that God had spoken to me about man. I feel the presence of the Lord again um, about doing this, but it just never worked out, Kevin. And I remember speaking to you on the phone, and I said. I said, man, I just, I want to believe that this will happen, but I'm going to walk slowly in it because if it doesn't work out, I just, my heart's going to be broken off of this. But I promised you. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. And we shook on it. Yeah. We shook on it, and God came through. And, uh, you know, the beautiful thing about doing meetings here, and you'll be doing hands on training here in this worship room, is that it's so intimate. You know, we have. Well, see, that's the thing, too, that's so beautiful, I feel about Moravian Falls. Is it doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel uh, ministry machine. It, at least my sense is, is that we wanna we wanna do something hands on. I have a word for you, family. Yeah, it's family here, and God will draw certain people uh, who will be a part of your family, your ministry family, and they'll be parts of your your teams when you do go out. Like, for example, in November 2020, mm-hmm. when we go to Israel yes. and, and experience the open heaven. That would be awesome. Maybe we can go to Bethel, you know? Yeah, we need we need at least 80 people to come with at us least, on that. At least, yeah. But anyway, we were... Baptize them all in the Jordan River. Yeah, Yardinique, yeah. And uh, that's going to be in a good trip. But, you know, those will be the type of people who will want to be a part of your, your crusade ministry, mm-hmm. your conferences. You know, you can come and train them to pray for the sick. And then uh, my, my friend Bradford from down in Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. young man, nobody can train him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out there uh, at the University of Alabama. There was no spirit-filled ministries that would let him pray for the sick. I said, come with me. So he went with me to New York, and he went with me different places. And I sicked him on the sick. That didn't sound good. I allowed him to minister in the anointing of the Holy Spirit to sick people. And guess what started happening, Charlie? What's that? Miracles. Wow. Miracles. Tumors dissolving. His shadow healed people in Charlotte, North Carolina, the upper room. Wow. And now he's part of what we do. And I think God's going to bring a lot of young men and women like that. Mm. And uh, you're going to be able to sow into the life and be a father. What is a father? He's the head of a family. Mm. Mm. That's what we need to think about. You know, we're a family. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Family. We're kingdom, right? Totally. And that's what happened in in Acts two, Acts four. Yeah. You know these these smaller kind of settings turned into opportunities for massive evangelism. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So Kevin, what will you 
Will you pray for people today? I mean, will you just kind of speak into that, the seer anointing that you walk in, the angelic? Can you um, pray that the Lord, those that are listening, watching, kind of step into something? Because I feel like you're carrying, you know, that the hunger, there's like, you know, there's something that God is, everything you've been saying today, I know that people are listening and this is like confirmation for them. You know, maybe they're not going to move to Mar- they're not coming here. But I'm saying that there there's people that are listening. There they feel, hey, if you want to come, come on, bring it on, Jesus. Bring but on. but um, they're feeling the transition, and they need some confirmation yeah. from some some someone to, that say, hey, go for it. Well, let me just decree breakthrough right now. Do it. Because I just, I just, I've been feeling that God is saying the word breakthrough. I mm. recently have been preaching about breakthrough, writing articles about breakthrough. Uh, two days ago, I went to see a movie called Breakthrough, uh, which was about the dead being raised. And I just believe that we're going to see breakthroughs and miracles, breakthroughs and healings, breakthroughs and finances. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth for anyone hearing my voice right now, that if they have been wooed by the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, to move geographically, that that you would help them, Mm. Lord, that you'd provide for them financially, that you would open up a door. I declare Revelations 4 and Isaiah 22, 22. I thank you, Lord, that you're opening up a door that no man can shut and shutting doors that no man can open. You know, Charlie, some people are feeling like they can't get any progress. It's because the Spirit of God has closed doors because mm-hmm. they, they haven't been listening. They haven't been paying attention. Wow. He's been trying to get them to move, so God just closed the doors. Wow. So, Lord, for those that you're forcing to move, Lord, I ask that you'd make it easy. I ask that the oil of the Holy Spirit would just pour out upon their lives and whatever the situation might be. And Lord, I pray that you would guide your children, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would make the move easy, that it would not be difficult, that you would pick them up just like I saw the Father's hand pick up a rook and move it from one part of the of the world to another part of the world, Lord, that you'd begin to move. And I pray for the missionaries, Lord, who have been struggling because their heart is to to, to show the love of Jesus Christ to a nation or to a city or to a mm, region. And, mm. and and they just they feel the tug to move and they think, oh, this can't be God. Well, maybe it is, Lord. I ask that you just make it clear to them that you are transitioning them into greater things, Lord, the mm. greater works. Lord, I, I thank you that what you said in the book of John, that we would do the greater works are coming. Lord, I thank you for an outpouring and a breakthrough of greater works. I thank you, Lord, that we would learn to be chronologically and geographically obedient to the Spirit of God. And Lord, as we come into these places where the heavens are open, Lord, I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear, just as it says in Acts 4, 19 and 20. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and lips to speak the truth Mm. that we discern from the Spirit of God. And Lord, give us godly discernment that we would know the difference between what is of God and what is of the second heaven or what is of man. Lord, help us to get our flesh out of the way and our spirit uh, focused on you, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us to have our spirits focused where they need to be focused on the kingdom of God. Mm. And Lord, I pray for you to raise up families. I thank you, Lord, for new eagle's nest. I thank you, Lord, that you are releasing fathers in the kingdom of God all over the world in many different cities, Lord, that you would help them to teach, train, and equip according to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, Lord. 
But above all, Father God, I pray that you would raise up sons that would know their father. And we give you the praise and honor and glory for everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you're going to do. And Lord, for those who say, you know what, I want that seer thing, I just, I'd encourage you just to put your hands upon your eyes or your heart. And Lord, I pray that whatever you've allowed me to operate in that's of God, whatever's holy, whatever's righteous, whatever's pure, I ask that you release that gift of discernment, uh, the seer anointing, if you will, to the people hearing my voice right now. Uh, only that that's holy and pure, God. Uh, help them to have dreams and trances and visions and give them discernment when they have the angelic visitations. Lord, I, oh, I, I, I smell the fragrance of the Lord. Some of you maybe watch this might smell like lilacs and roses coming into you. Just imbibe that, because an, and that's an activation of the seer dimension because God operates in the seer realm through our five traditional human senses. So some mm. of you are being activated right now through your sense of smell. You smell that, Charlie? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's very beautiful. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I just bless that. I bless what you're doing. I recognize it. I say multiply it, Lord. Release impartation according to Romans chapter 1. I just reach out and I release the gift, Lord. Jesus, wow, you that's getting so strong, Isn't man. Awesome? I can smell that. Wow. It's better to give than to receive. So, Lord, I just give. I mm. give. I just take it, take it. Take it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Wow. Man, that fragrance is beautiful. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Somebody would say, well, gee, that's just the wisteria. You know? Yeah. Praise God. Anything else you got? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, backs are being healed. Come on. Somebody's going to feel like a, a cold water or uh, a tingling going down your spine. Somebody's spine's being healed right now. Mm. Somebody's left knee just got healed. Somebody's got bursitis in the right foot being healed right now. Somebody's right knee just got healed. Somebody's hearing in the right ear uh, tinnitus. It might be your left ear. This could be dyslexic being healed right now. Tinnitus being healed. Arthritic pain and elbows and hands being healed. In Jesus' name, Lord, I speak to colons. I say colons be cleansed in Jesus' holy and mighty name. Mm. Someone has tumors in the throat being healed right now. In wow. Jesus' name, and there's somebody's heart. You're going to feel like the finger of God go through your heart, through the aorta. You have a partial blockage. Mm. God's healing you a heart disease right now. You're going to feel like a fiery uh, tingling going through that heart. Lord, we just bless that in the name of Jesus. Wow. And Lord, we thank you for that activation today in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. Amazing. Praise God. Amazing. God is amazing. Come on. You have anything else you want to share, Kevin? You uh, thank you for allowing me to speak to whoever we're speaking to, wherever they are. And yeah. what's the name of the program again? This is called the Supernaturalist. Oh, the Supernaturalist. I like it. Yeah, it's me and you know Darren Stott of is. Of course, I love Pastor. Yeah. Dan. So. Yeah. Appreciate you being on the show today. It's a privilege. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again. You don't live that far from here. Fifty-two miles. Fifty-two oh, did I say miles. That out loud? <laughs> oh, we already said I was. You'll be city. back over. Yeah. Love Come you, man. God bless you, Charlie. Thank you, bro. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take Take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's the Darren Show. 
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.